Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello, and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price, and I am super excited to be here with you guys. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, it could be night, could be midnight, could be uh, six o'clock in the morning, who knows. But um, what I've been doing throughout this entire podcast history is putting our socials at the end. Um, but because some of you guys don't listen to the end, as I've seen, um, I'm going to start with our social media up front and then we can get into the episode. So first, please be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And on those platforms, we are at around the underscore 12. And then on Facebook, we are around the 12 podcast. Um, please, please, please be sure to check out the Patreon. I saw that some people checked it out. Um, I don't have anything up on there yet, but the new short episodes that I spoke of last week, um, they will be dropping this week. And just to remind everybody what those are, those are going to be season reviews. So I'm going to be talking season grades, coaching changes, uh, wins and losses, who they have added or who is left in the portal. And I'll also be mentioning the MVP of each team. And hopefully, which they should be, uh, they'll be dropping this week. I've, I finished the research on all of those. It took me quite a long, quite a long time uh, with 14 teams going through everybody's win-loss, transfer portal, all that stuff. It took me a while, but I finally have them all written up and I will be dropping those this week. And then finally, before we get into the episode, please be sure to rate the podcast. So if there are, which I know there are, other fans of the Big 12 out there, but if you don't know anybody, but you rate the podcast, and another Big 12 fan finds it while they're searching for a Big 12 podcast, uh, that will help us be able to grow the podcast and make sure that more Big 12 fans are listening in every week. Um, but yeah, please be sure to hop on the Patreon, check it out. It, there's a discussion board there. So if you subscribe, we can start a discussion and I will be making sure to check that at least once a day, if not more often so that I can stay in touch with everybody. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if you guys follow us or follow me on X through the around the 12 podcast, but I did release basketball power rankings and this was completely subjective on my part, but I went through each team's win, wins and losses in the conference slate so far. And, and I, I was kind of surprised at where some of the teams ended up, but honestly, I thought it was pretty fair. I had, who did I have at up top? I had Texas tech and TCU up top. Um, yeah, I, I obviously I wanted to put the teams that were undefeated at the top. So yeah, I, Oh, excuse me. Not, uh, TCU, but Baylor and Texas Tech. Then I had TCU and so on and so forth. But I thought that that was that was fair. Obviously, the the three and teams are going on top. I did have some some high higher ranked teams lower on the power rankings just because they had multiple losses in the course of a week. So that is something to keep an eye on. And I'll I'll be doing those throughout the season, probably every weekend um, after I have went through the stats and watched some of the games. But yeah, so let's 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 jump right into it. I, I'm gonna go through uh, 
what's going to be 21 basketball games, but I'll, I'll try to keep it short and sweet, not overburden you with details. Um, but the first week and a half, I guess, really three games, I thought were very interesting in the Big 12. You saw Houston lose two games. You saw OU lose two games, um, which obviously has hurt them in, in the rankings and in bracketology. But it was it was just really interesting to me. We saw Kansas drop a game at UCF, which was shocking. And you'll see the uh, <laughs> the the UCF students rushing the floor on the on the Instagram's uh, X posts. But yeah, it was it was a very very interesting week. But let's be honest, this is Big Twelve basketball. Anybody can beat anybody on any given night, and that's what makes me love this conference, as I mentioned last week. But yeah, let's get into it. So I'll start with uh, Saturday. January 6th games, then we'll go through the weekday games, and then the Saturday, January 13th game. Um, Let's see. So starting off with Saturday, January 6th, we have Kansas beating TCU in a tight one. I thought my favorite player in this game was Hunter Dickinson. Obviously, he's probably everyone's favorite player at this point, but he had 30 points and 11 rebounds and also a last-second shot, shot to win Kansas the game. Next we have Houston absolutely blowing out West Virginia by 34 points. What a fantastic win. And my favorite player from this game was Jamal Sheed. I think he was one of the guys that I mentioned that you should be watching when you watch Houston. He didn't he didn't even score in the double digits, but he had 8 points, 5 rebounds and 11 assists. That is that is absolutely awesome. Next we have Oklahoma beating Iowa State by 8. In this game, I thought that OU's Milos Uzan had the best game on the team. He had 12 points, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists. Following that, we have Cincinnati beating BYU in Provo. This was one of the best the best wins, I thought, of the week. Um, Cincinnati going into Provo into a top 25 ranked BYU team and pulling out a win. My... <laughs> And, and it's kind of interesting. Actually, my, my favorite player in this game was Trevin Nail. Trevin Nell. Uh, he had 27 points, but this guy plays for BYU. And the reason that I picked him, 27 points in a college basketball game is is pretty impressive. And we have we do have some other high-scoring uh, players from this last week, but Trevin Nell was one of my favorite players to watch this weekend. And then we have Baylor beating OSU in overtime by five. I, I talked about this one last week. But it was really interesting to me to see Brandon Garrison from Oklahoma State come kind of come into his own. He had 20 points, eight rebounds, and two assists as as a big man, um, as a freshman big man. This was this was really impressive to see in his first conference game. And honestly, he he didn't really play that well throughout uh, non-conference play. Then we have Tex we have Texas Tech beating Texas in Austin. Uh, Tech going into Austin and pulling off a top 25 upset. Another great win. I. I mentioned this one last week, but Joe Toussaint definitely, definitely is driving this team. I know he's not the true point guard. Uh, Pop Isaacs is Texas Tech's true point guard, but Joe Toussaint dishing out six assists in this game was fantastic. Then the last game of two Saturdays ago now was Kansas State beating UCF by 25. UCF, it's just going to be up and down with them. Um, they gave up 77 points, only scored 52. It's it's going to be a weird year for them. And as we'll talk about, they they ended up beating Kansas later on in this week. But 
Definitely, definitely a great game from Tyler Perry for Kansas State. He put up 25 points and five assists in this game. Okay, moving on to Tuesday, January 9th, where we had five games. So we're going to have games every Saturday and then some games mixed in between Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and which is why I'm recording on a Monday. I spoke about this last week, and I think Mondays are going to be the days that I record, um, partially because it allows me to it allows me time to review the previous week, giving me Saturday to watch the, the weekend games and Sunday to review all of the previous week. And then it also allows me to pick the the upcoming games for the, for the following week. So that's this is probably what I'll be doing. Okay, so on Tuesday, January 9th, we had Iowa State beating uh, Houston in Ames. This was a low-scoring affair. I don't, I don't know if Houston will be held to 53 points again the rest of the season. Excuse me. But Iowa State definitely came to play. And the guy that I mentioned in the non-conference review, Tamin Lipsy, 14 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. I know that's not uh, a crazy amount of scoring or rebounds or assists, but being able to score a little bit and contribute in other ways I thought was was impressive. And then on Houston side in this game, Emmanuel Sharp had 20 points, which you might think, okay, that's a lot. And yes, that is a lot. That counted for 40% of Houston's scoring. So Emmanuel Sharp scored 20 points and Houston only put up 53. So um, definitely a lack of offense in this game, but I love the way, and kind of like what I talked about last episode too with Iowa State's home court advantage being so strong and we saw that last year and as as you can tell um iowa state pulls off the upset against number two number two or number yeah number two houston at the time next game we have baylor beating byu and so byu starts off conference play oh and two trevin nell again having a having a decent game but baylor jalen bridges from baylor with 25 points five rebounds and two assists Solid, solid game from Baylor. They ended up winning by nine in this one. So uh, Baylor starting off two and zero. BYU starting off zero and two. And I think that I think that it's going to take some time for BYU to get adjusted to night in, night out, playing against some of the best opponents in the country. Um, but I'm sure that BYU will be able to make make a good conference run as we saw them as we saw them beat UCF this past weekend. But keeping in line with where we are. We have Texas beating Cincinnati, and while you might be like, okay, yeah, that was expected, well, Texas only won by one point, and like I mentioned last week, Cincinnati has a has a very, very solid basketball program, and I fully expect them to be in some, some tough, close battles with some of the Big 12's best. In this game, Texas's Dylan Disu had 33 points and six rebounds. When I was talking about when I was talking about Emmanuel Sharp having 40% of Houston's points earlier, Dylan Disu having almost half of Texas's points really shows me that Cincinnati wasn't able to stop him. And it'll be interesting to see how Dylan does in the rest of conference play. All righty, let's talk about Kansas State beating West Virginia. As I've mentioned before, West Virginia is just having a, a tough season so far. Um, they were able to beat Texas this past weekend, but this game against Kansas state, they were, they were beat by 14 and it just, it wasn't a great defensive showing 
for West Virginia, allowing 81 points. And honestly, also not a great showing on the offensive side. But I think that West Virginia is going to go on a run. I think they're going to go on a four or five game win streak throughout conference play and potentially put themselves right where they want to be near the end of the season. Excuse me. Just had to have some coffee. It's five o'clock in the evening and I'm having coffee, but you know, you do what you got to do. Okay. And then final game from last Tuesday, we have Texas Tech beating Oklahoma State by 17. This one to me, fully expected. Texas Tech is playing very solid. 3-0 to start conference play. I love what they're doing. And they showed to me what an experienced team can do. Oklahoma State has six true freshman players and going up against some seasoned vets in the Big 12, I, I'm not I'm not shocked at this game at all. And Darian Williams in this game had a double-double, 14 points, 10 rebounds. Um, yeah, very, very solid showing from Tech. Okay, let's talk about, to me, the biggest upset of the week. UCF upsetting Kansas 65-60. to This one was in Orlando. Obviously, the fans rushed the court. Getting your first Big 12 victory and it coming against Kansas just couldn't be any sweeter than that. In this game, UCF's Darius Johnson had 17 points, two rebounds, and six assists. So a solid, solid showing from them. And honestly, being able to fend off Kansas, one one of, if not the best team in the country coming down to the end of the wire, that's, that's a very, very good showing from UCF. And then... Finally, the last game from this last week, we have TCU upsetting Oklahoma by nine. I have watched a couple of TCU's games so far, and I cannot get enough of Emmanuel Miller. He scored 29 points in this game, excuse me, 27 points in this game, added on nine rebounds and one assist. Just a very, very great game from Emmanuel Miller, and I'm really excited to watch him progress throughout the season. I'm sure he's he he still has a lot to work on with his game, but in the in the couple of games that I've watched of TCU's, he has played fantastic. Moving on to this past Saturday, and and I know, guys, we won't we won't be covering 21 games every week, but I I feel like last week I did a pre uh, review of the non-conference, and so this week I wanted to cover all the games so that next week. We, when we are a quarter of the way through conference play, I'm not covering 21 games every episode. But you got to do what you got to do, like I said. Um, okay, so continuing on with TCU, they, they were able to upset Houston at home. They ended up winning by one. And really, TCU kind of controlled this game throughout. They were up by four to anywhere from four to, four to six or eight points throughout the course of this game. And I, I just really liked the composure from TCU's offense, especially when Houston went on a couple of runs here and there. But my 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 impact player from this game was Avery Anderson, formerly of Oklahoma State. He put up 11 points and six assists in this game. Avery is not one that's going to go out and put up 25, 30 a game. What he is going to do is score when he has the He's going to score when the defense allows him to score, and he's going to assist his teammates 
when the play is there. He doesn't he doesn't ever try to force anything necessarily. He just plays within the offense and goes with whatever the defense gives him. And most of the time he's going to make great plays. Next we're going to talk about Kansas beating o- OU. So in this game, Kansas won by 12. Um, Hunter Dickinson, gosh, he is just a monster. He put up 24 points and 14 rebounds. Also going to add in there two assists. He is he is the man right now. I really, really love what he's doing this season. Okay, let's talk about Baylor beating Cincinnati. So this game was significantly closer um, than I would have expected. But the way that Cincinnati has been playing, they went down to the wire with Texas. And then they only ended up losing by three to Baylor. And C- Cincinnati is just, they're right there. They They did win their first conference game against BYU. They had a very strong showing in that game. And then this game against Baylor, once again, they are they are right on the cusp. They if one or two shots goes in their direction in the Texas game or in the Baylor game, they could be starting conference play 3 and 0 and kind of being the dark horses of the, of the Big 12, which I still think that they really could be. They could ruin somebody's day in the conference tournament. They could ruin somebody's season. Who knows? But I love what Cincinnati is doing, even though they have two lo- two losses so far in conference play. In this game, I had Ray J. Dennis, the guy I was telling you about last last week. He had 11 points, three re- three rebounds, and nine assists. When you have almost a double double in college basketball with assists, that that shows that you are really able to distribute the ball and score. Obviously, next we have BYU beating UCF. I I should have went through this game and picked this game. If I knew that UCF was going to beat Kansas last week and then whoever their next opponent was, I could have guaranteed a loss. Because you beat Kansas, you are going... Not to say that any of the players were hungover in this game against BYU, but there's going to be a hangover effect. Um, People are loving you on campus, on the court, you know, just everything is riding high. And then maybe you're not quite as prepared as you should have been for the next game. And in this game, I really liked what Ibrahim, Ibrahima Diallo did. So this this guy is actually from UCF, but he had 11 points. Not too bad. One assist. Not, not great. But he had 19 rebounds. Absolutely fantastic game from him. And then on BYU's side, I really liked what Ali Khalifa did. 17 points, four rebounds, and one assist. So Ibrahima Diallo, though, is someone to keep an eye on, especially on the offensive glass. I really, really liked what he did in this game. Next, we'll talk about West Virginia beating Texas. So this one was an upset. And I told you guys, watch out for West Virginia. And I mentioned this earlier, they could go on a four or five game winning streak. And potentially this is the start of it. I really like what Kirk Kreese did in this game. I mentioned him last week. He was a transfer from Arizona last year. He had 14 points, four rebounds, and two assists in this game. So solid, solid game. Nothing crazy, but I liked. I really liked what he did this in this game. And and honestly, West Virginia um, had very even scoring, whereas Texas, once again, another guy putting up almost half of their points. Max Asmus had 32 points in this game, but the balanced offensive attack from West Virginia allowed them to pull out this this upset. Next, we'll talk about Texas Tech beating Kansas State by one. So I went back through and watched this game in its entirety, and I thought 
that Kansas State, when I, I, I knew the final score of this game, but when you're rewatching a game, sometimes you think that it's going to go a different way than it actually ended up going. Um, at one point in this game, Kansas State went on a 17 nothing run. They had five threes in a row and a layup mixed in there, and it was just three after three after three. Tyler Perry had 16 points in this game, and I'm sure, I'm pretty sure 12 of those 16 came within three minutes. He was just on fire in the first half. But things got going for Texas Tech. They started pulling it a little bit closer, point at a time. Nothing, nothing crazy. They didn't really go on a run. Um, but they were down six points with a minute and a half left. And then they ended up winning by one. It was it was a great game. I really, really enjoyed watching this game. And my standout player in this game was from Texas Tech, Warren Washington. He only had 11 points, but he had eight rebounds. And I, I loved what he did on the offensive glass. He allowed Texas Tech to get a lot of second chance points. And that allowed them to pull off the victory at home. Sorry, another coffee break there. Okay, and then finally, last game, I promise, uh, we have Iowa State beating Oklahoma State. <laughs> Oklahoma State had a absolutely pathetic offensive output in this game. They only scored 42 points. They lost by 24, so Iowa State put up 66. Okay, let's let's talk about this. So, Oklahoma State trying to get to Ames was an incredibly difficult task. I don't know if anybody saw that on social media, but there was a potential that they might not, they might've not even made it to the game, but um, they made it a couple hours in advance. And I don't want to use that as an excuse because honestly, Oklahoma state has had plenty of excuses in the past seven years now, since Mike Boynton has been there, it's whether it's been, the recruiting violations from before he was the head coach or uh, lots of transfers or whatever it is. They've had too many excuses to, to just play as pathetically as they have done so far this season. It's been absolutely putrid. And I know I might, I might be going harder on Oklahoma state here because I am a fan of Oklahoma state, but I think I would be saying this of any team in the conference. If they started conference play and three and they put, just a horrible, horrible um, performance on the court. And honestly, I think that there's a chance that Oklahoma State um, starts conference play 0-6, but we will we will get to that. Okay, so I know that was a lot. We made it through. We made it through all 21 games. Um, but because I went through all of that so quickly, I'm going to do a little recap. Um, kind of going through not necessarily power rankings, but the rankings so far. So Baylor and Texas Tech are both three and zero in conference play. So they sit a, they sit atop of the Big Twelve standings. Next we have Kansas, Iowa State, TCU, and Kansas State all tied. They are two and one in conference play. Houston, West Virginia, Texas, Cincinnati, BYU, OU, and UCF are all one and two. And I think the most surprising of those teams in this category are Houston. You're you're a top five team in the country. You cannot, absolutely cannot, start one and two in conference play, especially in the Big Twelve, where you can lose any given game. I 
I know I've been <laughs> I just ragged on them, but I could see Oklahoma State beating Houston at home. Like that's a very very uh, large possibility in my mind. This this conference will chew you up and spit you out in a heartbeat. And then obviously, like I mentioned before, Oklahoma State in last place, being zero and three in the conference. So I wanted to go through surprises and disappointments. I've already touched on this, but Houston losing both. Houston losing two games so far in conference play. Uh, both games were on the road, but they need to start. They really, really need to start winning some conference games. Um, another surprise that I that I absolutely loved is Tech going three and zero. I think that there is a chance that they are able to move up in the standings, and they already have, as you can tell by the AP poll. But um, and then finally, like I said, Oklahoma State being the biggest disappointment of the conference so far all right so let's talk about the ap poll that i just mentioned we have and this was updated january 15th so i'm recording this on the evening of the 15th and the ap poll came out today um we have kansas at three houston at five baylor at nine ou at 15 tcu at 19 byu at 20 iowa state at 24 and texas tech at 25 and receiving votes was Texas to me. I'm, I'm still surprised that Houston is a top five team. I'm, I'm very shocked. Um, you lose two of your first three conference games and you're still ranked in the top five. That's shocking. But what I'm not surprised about is Baylor being a top 10 team and Texas tech finally crawling in to the top 25. All right, everybody, let's get into some bracketology really quick, and then we will go make predictions, and then we will go on our merry way. So one seed, we have Houston, which, like I just mentioned before, is still so surprising to me that Joe Lenardi has Houston as a one seed. Next, we have Kansas as a two seed. I really would have thought that these two teams would have been flipped just with the way that conference play has gone so far. We have Baylor at a four seed. If they keep going on, the, I'm not. I'm not saying that they're going to go 18 and 0 in conference play, but if they go 15 and 3, 14 and 4, something along those lines, I fully expect them to be a three seed. And especially if they have a great um, conference tournament run i could see them being a two or a three seed uh next we go to the five seeds we have ou and byu this is this seems about right right now ou is kind of on a tumble a little bit they've as i mentioned before they've lost two of their first three conference games but we'll see if they can if they can bounce back this next week with with some with two pretty tough opponents um seven seed we have iowa state i think that this is a little bit high i would put them I think that they're going to finish around a nine seed. Uh, Texas Tech, we have as a 10 seed. This one is low, but I think that the hype around Texas Tech is starting to get going. It was slow to start, but they're getting going. And then we have Cincinnati as an 11 seed in a play-in game. I absolutely love this spot for Cincinnati. There's a potential that they, they throughout the season, that they rise up a little bit. But I think that they could, they could surprise some people in the tournament. I, I really like where they're at right now. And then Texas is among the first four out. And then we have TCU and Kansas State are the next four out. I, this is obviously going to change a lot throughout the season. 
because as we know, anybody can beat anybody in the Big 12. Um, but I fully expect this to change throughout the season and TCU and Kansas State to be on, be on the edge, but ultimately I think that they will make it in to the tournament. All right, let's make some predictions. Actually, before we do that, um, just a little football update for everybody. So as Greg mentioned, I believe two weeks ago now, there was a dead period for high school recruiting and some transfer portal recruiting, but now that dead period is over. So all recruits can begin taking visits again and committing. The transfer portal is technically still closed, so no new players can enter the portal, but players that are in the portal currently can commit to a school. So just for everybody's clarification, that is what is going on right now. And the transfer portal for football will open up once again in April. I'm not sure the, the exact time frame there, but I know it's about 15 days where the portal will open up. And it'll be it'll be interesting to see if any any schools can pull in some some good uh, some good good recruits. I have seen uh, recently that Tulane. I know Tulane's not in the Big Twelve, but Tulane has had a fantastic transfer portal uh, season so far. If you can call it a season, I'm not sure what you want to call it, but it'll be interesting to see what Tulane does next year. I'm I'm excited. I like when smaller schools can pull in some big time recruits and actually increase the level of play on the field. That'll be, that'll be fun to watch next year. Okay. Let's jump back to basketball now. So we are going to predict the weekend, the weekday games and the weekend games for week two in the conference. I know it's kind of weird that I'm starting on weekday games and then moving to weekend games, but we'll make it work everybody. Okay. So first we have TCU at Cincinnati. Um, in this game, I think that Cincinnati is going to, pull off a little bit of an upset. I None of the betting lines are out as I'm recording Monday and these games are Tuesday, but I like Cincinnati in this game. Then we have Baylor at Kansas State. I just watched a video before I started recording of Jerome Tang basically telling every Kansas State fan that they need to show up for this game. But despite all of that hype, I like Baylor in this game. I think they're going to continue their run and start conference play 4-0. Then the game that's going to be on ESPN, and I don't really think it should be, is Kansas at Oklahoma State. I, Kansas is going to blow Oklahoma State out of the water in this one. I I know that Gallagher-Iba will probably be pretty f- decently full, but I I don't think that Oklahoma State has any any match for Hunter Dickinson. I wouldn't be shocked if he puts up a triple-double triple, triple double in this game. It, it's not going to be pretty. Then... We have Iowa State at BYU. I'm taking BYU in this one. Um, BYU's home basketball atmosphere is fantastic. It does, I wouldn't say that it necessarily rivals Iowa State's, but I think that BYU will prevail in this game. Then we have West Virginia at OU, and I'm taking OU in this one. I know I've talked about West Virginia um, going on a little bit of a run here, but OU at home with this game, I like where they are especially after dropping two of their first three conference games. OU is due for for a nice win here. Then we have UCF at Texas. Um, I don't think that UCF will have the same level of play really again this entire season that they had against Kansas, but I like Texas in this game. And then to me, this is is the most intriguing matchup of the entire week. I know it's a number five team against a number 25 team and 
and everybody is going to be on this game. But Texas Tech at Houston, I like, as I've mentioned, I like what Texas Tech is doing, but I think Kelvin Sampson and the Houston Cougars are due for a solid victory against Tech. All right, let's talk about the weekend games here, and then we will get out of here. All right, we have Baylor at Texas. I am going to be taking Baylor in this one, starting off conference play five and now. Then we have OU at Cincinnati. Um, honestly, I had I had OU written down here, um, but after taking some time to consider, I prepped this episode over the weekend. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna change my change who I'm going with here. I'm going Cincinnati, and then UCF at Houston. Going with Houston here. I don't think that UCF is, like I said, I don't think that they'll have the level of play that they did against Kansas, which is what it will take to have some upset victories in the conference. Next, we're talking Iowa State at TCU. I'm rolling with TCU on this one. They have been playing so well as of late, and I think that they're going to be Iowa State. Next, we'll have Kansas at West Virginia. I like West Virginia in this one. I know that's going to be an upset, but I think that West Virginia at home with a raucous crowd in Morgantown, is going to be fantastic. Next, we got BYU at Texas Tech. I'm rolling with Tech here. And then Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Once again, I'm picking my pokes to lose. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Let's let's not forget, like I did last week, that I need to I still need to do my locks of the week. Um, whatever spread, <laughs> however large it is. I will be taking Kansas to cover the spread against Oklahoma State. I if if Oklahoma State surprises me with a win or with a close game, I'll take it. But I think that Kansas State or excuse me, Kansas is going to blow Oklahoma State out of the water. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. I know it was a lot. Um, I covered a lot in this episode. Next week will not be the same. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more football news to talk about. Um, Maybe when the Arizona head coaching job gets settled. uh, I'm not sure if anybody knows this, but as Nick Saban retired at Alabama, Kalen DeBoer from Washington moved there. And then the head coach at Arizona got hired at Washington. So now the Arizona head coaching job is open, um, which, as you know, Arizona is joining the Big 12 next year, and we are so excited for them to join, especially after the season that they just had this year. But I'm interested to see who will be hired as Arizona's next head football coach. Okay, everybody. Um, Thank you for sticking along this one, along with me on this one. I know the episodes are shorter than uh, what we had when Greg was on the podcast, but it is tough to talk to yourself, you know? I mean, I know I'm talking to you guys, but Ultimately, I'm talking to my computer screen. (laughs) Well, everybody, thanks for uh, riding along with us. Please, I'll repeat what uh, I'll repeat our socials and then we'll get out of here. All right. Please be sure to follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at around the underscore 12. Please follow us on Facebook, around the 12 podcast. And please, please, please be sure to subscribe to the Patreon. uh, And you can find us there, patreon.com slash around the 12 podcast. Um, I'll be sure to put the link in the description of the podcast episode. So you should be able to just go there and click on the link and we will be having new short episodes, season reviews for the football programs later on this week. Um, super excited to go on this journey with you guys and really, really can't wait for what 2024 is going to hold. Okay, everybody. We thank you. We love you. 
Goodbye.